Welcome to the Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave podcast. This is your host, Dr. Dave Cornelius. The Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave podcast is hosted on grokshare.com and streamed on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. I encourage everyone to find their awesomeness. It is a choice. You're listening to episode number 56, featuring Bobby Cooper Jr., managing partner of El Chipo Lifts. The topic is, when you fall, stand again. Bobby Cooper Jr. is the managing partner of El Chipo Lifts, an equipment rental company serving the needs of construction companies and contractors. Bobby experienced tragedy in life and continues to move forward with running a successful business. Bobby said, One thing I do know is that I don't know it all, and time is so important. The time that you have here on this planet is so important that you cannot let any of it go. It really is. I would say a lot of my thinking is focused on managing my state. My focus is to lead people who work with me. I am learning not to do everything myself, but use the combined forces and the power of we versus the power of just me. I know I can't do it alone. I've learned to really trust people a lot more. It's been difficult and very challenging. I sat down with Bobby to learn more about his inspiration, challenges, discovery, and resilience. My name is Bob Cooper Jr. And uh, I am a 47-year-old man. My company is um, El Cheapo Lifts. Um, We are a... Um, equipment rental company, and um, I am the managing partner. We um, rent construction equipment to um, contractors, um, and in doing so, we help them to, um, you know, really what we're trying to do is help them to solve their problems of renting low-cost equipment and being able to um, provide uh, or to, to be able to sustain a profit. Another way to describe what I do is um, when you go and you go into a building and you see the mechanical that's up in the um, ceiling of the buildings, a lot of times um, that is what our equipment is used for. The, the customer will rent the equipment to get up there and service the mechanical or install the mechanical. Um, I've been doing it for um, about 16 years, and uh, it seems like uh, maybe longer than that. I'm told experience um, in the field. Um, it kind of combines in with construction, so that would be about 20. So excellent. Uh, so let's talk about the inspiration. You know, what, what were some of the experiences that inspired you to start this business or work in this field? Sure, and that's a, that's a great question, Dave. I think, you know, um, when we started this business, I was a young man. I was um, in my early 30s. I believe I was about 30 years old. I had gotten out of college when I was 25, um, so I had spent five years really on my family's business, which was construction. And without being too long-winded, I really had nothing to lose when we started this business. And so as we look down the road and we see, you know, now it'd be even more challenging because to start a business um, when you're in your 40s or in your 50s, you feel like you have a lot more to lose at that time because um, you feel like you run out of time or you don't have too much time left. But at the time when I was 30, uh, we just saw an opportunity to rent out equipment. Uh, we were actually using the equipment 
um, from other rental companies. And um, we saw the need, so we started buying the equipment, renting it back to ourselves first. And then we started renting it to uh, the other guys on the job. And uh, we realized that we really had something. If we were able to um, to do a, a, a good job and um, send people out decent equipment and really, you know, at a good price, uh, that we'd be able to make a living doing it. I never thought that we would really grow to the size that we have now. In terms of um, the challenges that you had, um, if you could describe some significant challenges um, as you went through this journey as a professional, you know, what were some of those? Uh, you know, it's really interesting because there again, during my 30s, God, it was good times. Um, there wasn't too many, um, too many real significant challenges other than the daily challenges of, you know, just running a business, you know, trying to grow. And then uh, a couple of things happened. Um, the business grew to a point where it was no longer very easily managed. So we grew from a point where it was really like a mom and pop shop with, you know, five to eight employees to where we um, were very successful. So we had good problems, right? Very successful. And now we've got, you know, 25, 30, 35 employees. And um, we really had to, to do something to manage all of that. So, you know, I, I started really studying business and um, working hard on management techniques. And we decided to um, do a, a transformation of the company and try to add some, you know, different layers of management. And that really wasn't easy because in the middle of that, that transformation, which started really in about 2014, uh, my wife got cancer. And we had um, already been halfway into uh, this transformation. So we were changing people over, and it was uh, a lot of, um, I guess you would call it chaos around in the, in the, in the shop. And uh, it was difficult for me to, to spread you know, myself across these two things. I mean, you know, obviously, the thing that matters most to you is your time with your loved ones. Um, you don't really know that until, you know, you have something like this challenge you. You know, when it comes up, you just put all your focus and all your, your energy into fighting the illness. So, unfortunately, you know, Becky lost her, her fight with cancer in um, early 2015. But um, at the same time, you know, I really galvanized the business. The people that were left here and that were still here, you know, so standing <laughs> were um, amazing at the time. They really went to bat for me and uh, kept the thing going and uh, even made some improvements in the company while I was uh, while I was gone. So then, you know, after Becky passed, we got into uh, we really got into. Uh, the business improvement and things really started to take off. Um, you know, we grew 20% year over year. And my father, who was my partner, 50-50 partners, so we're about a year after Becky passed away, a year and four months, um, had a heart attack and didn't make it. And um, he left behind, so we've got these different layers now because what he left behind was not just his estate, but, you know, my mother had been battling Alzheimer's 
and so she was left behind on this uh, on this journey here. So you know, and and I guess you know my grandmother is also a survivor. So we had several different estates to figure out. We're still going through all of that. It's been rather challenging. And then still on top of that all, I mean, the growth this year has still been another 10%. So, and we're doing it kind of in a way that is just so much better than, uh, you know, previously and what we had had before. So, you know, I've been pretty happy with that, but there has been a lot of challenges. Talk to me about how did those experiences shape your thinking? First of all, Dave, I got to tell you, it's very humbling. You know, a lot of times, right, when you feel like or you think that you've got things figured out, God pulls the rug out really quick and, and says, I want you to grow. You know, I want you to learn. And uh, so the, the thinking that I'm where I'm at now, other than knowing that I don't know it all and that, uh, you know, time is so important, you know, the time that you have here on this planet is so important that you can't let any of it go. You know, I, I, I guess to say, a lot of it is that my thinking is about focused on managing my state, trying to lead the people that I'm with and, and that work with me, and not try to take everything on myself, but have have the you know the combined force and the power of of we, I guess, as opposed to the power of just me. Um, I know I can't do it alone, and I've learned to really trust people a lot more. Like we had said, like we had said in the last question, I mean, very challenging. So really you can't change the past, so you don't spend too much time dwelling on it. You know, you want to learn from from the things that have happened in the past, but uh, you know, you can't you can't live there. You gotta have some compelling future, right? I mean, that's really kind of when I think of it, uh, I guess that would be the main thing that shaped my thinking, Dave. If, if I could say one thing, I would say, you know, I set goals that are big enough now that just draw me to it and it just makes me want to get these things done and not just for me but for the people that work with me and for my family and to, to see everyone around me succeed to be able to take people with me but you know as we go through you know we begin with inspiration then we, we experience some challenges then there's the next part of it is discovery so yeah. what techniques or practices did you apply to amplify opportunities or dampen adverse results? So, you know, I mean, the, the techniques and practices that amplify opportunity are, are obviously really your capacity, right? The capacity to deal with problems, to deal with um, more business, to deal with more, you know, love and more anything that's an opportunity also comes with it comes responsibilities, right? So you have these opportunities, you got to be able to deal with more stuff. And that's where the whole trust thing has, has really come through for me is being able to, you know, leverage a lot of the stuff that uh, that is my responsibility and trust people to be able to go and handle a lot of those things for me, take a lot more time with myself getting organized and what I want my results to look like at the end of the day, right? Rather than just trying to wake up and let life pull me into things, you know, one thing to the next, I want to get pulled towards the big picture, towards what I want to get or what I need to get. and. When there's adverse results, like I said, managing my state is is best thing I can do, and not, you know, feel sorry for for more than one second. Um, you know, you get about five seconds to recover in this world, and then you got to move forward because everyone else has already forgotten about all this, the bad stuff that's happened to you and those, you know, 
all those Facebook posts that say, I'm sorry. And you know, all that kind of stuff that goes away real quick. And so you've got to just, uh, you know, kind of bootstrap it and, and move forward. And, you know, you can do that in a way that's easy if you're grateful for the things that you have. So, you know, no matter I was going to be grateful for, you know, the time that I had with those people that I lost and, and the people that I still have and grateful for all the opportunities. As we move forward, when we think of just discovery also, we also want to understand it's like what creative or innovative ideas allowed you to, to achieve your organization's or personal goal. Right, and that's, that's a really great, great question because, you know, when it comes to my personal goals, of course, I've achieved a, a lot of different levels of them. As I, as I said, I've already kind of grown to a level I thought I would never get to or I didn't even dream of. But I don't feel like I really achieved anything because I'm not ready to stop. I don't know if that makes any sense whatsoever. But, you know, you, you achieve a goal and you immediately set a new goal. I mean, these are big goals that I've got, you know, I mean, like 15, 20-year goals, you know, multiplying everything what? times 10, right? Why don't you share yeah. what those goals are? You know, professionally, um, so we own about 700 pieces of rental equipment. It's aerial equipment at this point. You know, I think I could get there, and I think my goal would be to own 10,000 pieces of equipment, right? And so at, at 20% growth year after year after year, I figure I've got another 15 or 20 years to be able to make it. I know I can't do that on my own whatsoever. I mean, it becomes like almost ridiculous if you start looking at the numbers of those things. So, you know, we're a $5 million company now. I mean, that would put us at a multiplier of, you know, at, at you know, a 75 to $100 million company, which, you know, to me, it sounds ridiculous at the time when I say it. But when I had, you know, when I was doing $100,000 a year, you know, 15 years ago, I never thought, I thought, how does any company ever get to be a million dollar company? Um, and uh, that's because of, you know, that that same power of time and, and power of leverage. And so the better organized that we get and the more, the more efficient that we get with our systems, the easier these things go and the more people can get on board and help you and really produce and really become part of the team. And they get the vision and then they want to go with you. And then if you get pulled by it, right, instead of pushing, you can never push to something like that. You've got to be able to, to get your vision out there and get your message out there and have your people really pull in together around you and make this happen. So that's kind of where we're at. That's kind of where I'm at now. But you, you have something, you had a technique that you looked at for lean as a lean that's practice. Correct. Oh, I mean, let's not forget that. That's really important. So share uh, how the experience with Lean has helped your organization to grow and to even align more around your vision. Absolutely. I mean, without, you know, really kind of without discovering the, the whole Lean, um, lean thinking, um, I wouldn't even be here probably today. And that, that was really the transformation that we were taking when, when Becky died and it really got galvanized at that time because, you know, I was very lucky enough to have people who understood it around me and who were able to um, really sink into it. And so, you know, really lean is about adding value. Um, when we work here, we don't work for, you know, for, for dollars, we work to add value to our customer. Right. And so that's really what our the whole thing is geared towards. 
And then the other half of it would be to eliminate the waste that's in your processes. And so, you know, what we've done here is, and it's almost like I describe it as, you know, taking what you thought was impossible at one point and making it possible. And you do it first theoretically, and then you, you know, you do, you know, experiments with things, and then you check and see how they work. And then you go back and you readjust it. And so, um, you know, you continually do that over and over. And, um, you know, our capacity has grown by at least double while reducing our cost by about, you know, by about one quarter. You know, so that in itself is such a motivator. And I'm such a big proponent of motivation, right? Because I feel like that anybody can get up and go try to make something happen for, you know, one week while they've got the vision. But you've got to have a really big vision to be able to grind to get it done over a period of 10 years or over a period of 15 years. And um, so the, the lean thing's addicting, Dave. I mean, once you see it start working and you see people come up with wins in their job and you start building your culture around it, and it's amazing. It's amazing to see people really contribute to their job because that's the, the ones who know how to get the work done are the people who are actually doing it in their job and to give them a platform to go in and ask them and, um, you know, be able to talk about eliminating the waste out of their job just through some simple tools and techniques. I mean, it's really, uh, it's been outstanding. That's so excellent to hear. So let's talk about resilience. So my question is, imagine that you are a fingernail away from achieving your dream and you ran out of resources. What would you do? I was jo- joking earlier when, when we talked about this, uh, or when I first read this, I said I'd probably take a nap. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's really not the answer now, is it? So, you know, obviously that's happened a couple of times already here in my life, where you feel like everything stopped, you're at zero, and you got to restart, right? Can you do it again? Can you get back up, and can you just start again? Build the momentum from square one. I mean, literal square one. Build the momentum, get started, build it up, gain some speed, and um, you know, just push through and get going. And so, you know, it all starts with your state. There's a lot of things you can do that uh, if you're if you're wiped out, you can do a lot of things that don't cost anything. You can get up and you can go exercise. If you can't exercise, then you can be grateful for something. Right. And so that's all these, you know, all this always starts with if you're at square, if you're at square one or if you're at down at zero, you know, you're going to have to get your mind right. If you get your mind right and start taking some action, right, you start taking the actions that are going to really comes down to planning. I mean, if you're out of resources and you're going to have to figure out a way to get some resources and you can always do things yourself. I mean, there's no such thing as out of resources because I mean, you can always do something. You have 24 hours in a day. You could always do something that doesn't cost you anything, right. That could, that can further your, you know, your cause, right. A phone call doesn't cost anything. A personal visit doesn't cost anything. You know, writing a letter doesn't cost anything. There's so many things that you can do. To, to just further your cause and to get you one step closer, even if it's only an inch, even if it's only, you know, an inch closer or a half inch closer to your goal. If you start off and like I said, unfortunately, I've been there a couple of times here where, you know, it seemed like uh, all was lost. And the thought of that, have that happening a fingernail away from, you know, where you're, where you are with your dream, you know, that'd be tough. But uh, there again, 
you know, at least you got within a fingernail of your dreams. All right. So you always got something to be grateful for. Most certainly. And so the next, the next thing that I wanted to look at, and I think you've talked about this, but just describing a time when you had to demonstrate courage and tenacity in the face of obstacles. You know, that's never a fun one, is it? You know, nobody wants no. tough times. Yeah, no, nobody wants tough times. Nobody wants to be that uh, in that position when you've got a, a bunch of obstacles. But unfortunately, when you've got big dreams, you got big goals, that's going to be the first thing that happens or just the, you know, the daily setbacks. I mean, it's as bad as anything when you've got a big goal and you can't make it to work because there's too much traffic. And so you miss your meeting and throws your whole day off. And all you've got is so many days left, right? Like we said, we got a 15 year goal. We only got so many days left to get this done. And that's really the way I count it down. I mean, honestly, like I'm on a mission and um, that whole thing that I'm saying when you get smacked in the face and your server goes down first thing at four in the morning and you got that, that happened today. And, you know, you got to get up and get down here and make that thing happen. How do you regroup? You know, you got to fix your state, whatever it is, however you do it, you know, you got to, you got to find some pattern to, you know, you can get your mind back, you get your mind right where you don't stay down and you're stuck for very long. Like I said, you got five minutes. Unfortunately, the more that it happens to you, Fortunately and unfortunately, the more that it happens to you, the the faster you recover, right? So bad stuff happens the first time. It takes you a year to recover. After the 10th time, now you get good at it, recovering, and you're recovering within half an hour. And, um, you know, next thing you know, you're juiced and you're, you're trying to make the next breakthrough, right? Because you got your goals. You got them laid out, written down on paper where you want to go. And um, you just keep pulling towards that, right? It's just going to get me to to the big picture goal. And, you know, there's a lot of setbacks, a lot of setbacks in life all the time. But, you know, it's hard to say how you're going to respond when the big one hits, you know, when somebody you love gets cancer or, you know, God forbid, you know, people around you get sick or, you know, catastrophe happens or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so believe me, I'm saying this and I'm, saying it with all humility that, uh, um, you know, you don't know how you're going to respond, but you got to respond somehow. And uh, the more that you go through these tragic times, the faster that you recover. And, and uh, you know, I, I think that's the key to it is, you know, you got two choices at that point. You can either recover or quit, right? I guess quitting was never really an option for me so far. So far, as I said, I, I'm, the only thing I'm convinced of at this point, Dave, is that I don't know it all, and uh, I would never assume to know it all. And I got to tell you, the lean thinking has helped me a lot with that, too, because when we started a lot of this, I was convinced, absolutely convinced, that uh, um, batch, you know, batch and queue was the only way to operate our business. And, um, you know, we've got to like a true pull system, which I didn't think was possible. And it took like two years to get there, right? Two years of experimenting and, and some failures and we get good at failures and, you know, we learn something from it. We know it's going towards our big goal so we don't give up. And uh, I feel like that's going to help us get there. But yeah, like I said, a lot of times not easy. You know, Bobby, I really uh, consider you one of the true elastic minds, uh, really creative and innovative. I applaud you. 
for, for being okay. able to to start, rinse, and repeat, and, and really move forward through the challenges of life. Um, is there anything else you would like to um, perhaps leave the audience with, uh, some, some um, a message of inspiration or, or, or something oh, yeah, that you sure. would like to say? I would, and, I, and I'm a true believer in the, you know, the start, rinse, repeat theory, the whole thing. I mean, it just absolutely makes the most amount of sense because it is secular. I mean, everything that you're going to go through in life is, um, you know, going to going to come back around full circle. You're going to have to always stuff's going to happen. You know, unfortunately, you got big goals and big dreams. You know, it's going to be tough to get there. So you got to expect that there's going to be problems, challenges. And um, if you, if you want to take advantage of your opportunities, and you're going to have to be able to kind of uh, shake them off and uh, get going again, shake the problems off and get going, you know, I mean, that's the only way to get there. So I um, appreciate you, Dave. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for listening. We hope you were able to add to your awesomeness journey with this learning experience to obtain new knowledge. We are grateful for those who support us. We would like to thank our sponsor, Nalshir, for the continued support of this podcast. Visit www.nalshare.org to achieve your awesomeness through agile coaching and training, digital transformation strategy, agile organization development, lean business startup, and diversity and inclusion coaching. Nalshare.org also provides online workshops for PDUs and SEUs to help you maintain your existing professional development certification and achieve new ones. We support lean thinking and agile life skills education through the Five Saturdays Agile Education Program. Visit www.fivesaturdays.org to donate your time, money, and knowledge. Check out Dr. Dave's latest book, Prayers to My Abba Father God, on Amazon.com. A focus on prayer to enable spiritual growth. You will also find his books, Elastic Minds, What Are You Thinking? and Transforming Your Leadership Character, The Lean Thinking and Agility Way, on Amazon.com. Look for the Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. The Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave podcast is hosted on grokshare.com. If you have any questions for Dr. Dave, reach out on Twitter at Dr. Cornelius Info or at Knowledge Share. Copyright 2019 Knowledge Share.